What's up, everyone? Grant Cohn here, uh, live from my hotel room in Mexico City. Uh, I'm streaming for the first time ever on my phone, which seems to be working just fine so far, uh, because I'm going to do my caution impression. Um, because my laptop broke um, as soon as I got um, to Mexico. Now, I don't know if I, you know the story, but now I'm, I'm doing everything on my iPhone. And what I've learned is that iPhones are incredibly powerful and you can do a lot of good stuff. So, uh, thank you very much everyone for coming. I think we can do the show normally today, but first, before we get into the game, I want to give you an update on my adversity. I told you guys, I experienced some serious adversity as soon as I got to Mexico city. One, my laptop died. Two, I don't speak Spanish. Now, I knew that I didn't speak Spanish. I didn't know it would be this big of a hurdle. But now I've, I've, I went from learning, knowing 10 words to about 25. Plus I discovered Google Translate, which no one told me. How come no one told me about Google Translate? So I'm okay. That The other thing is the laptop. I got some good news on that front. So I basically sent out an SOS yesterday saying, hey, uh, I don't have my, my laptop's broken and that's one. I just want the whole world to know that. Well, a very good friend of mine in the industry, an industry friend named Alex Espinoza. You may know him. He writes for NBC Sports Bay Area. Been around the Bay Area writing for a long time, about my age. Um, good guy. One of the few guys in the market that likes me. <laughs> but seriously. Anyway, he saw my uh, video. He DM'd me this morning. He was like, hey, man, I'm down here, and I just happened to bring two laptops. So if you want one, I'm like, God, I love Alex Espinoza. So follow him on Twitter, please. He's great. He's going to let me borrow his laptop today. Man, I'm so glad I'm friends with him. What a good guy. So things work out. You just got to have a positive attitude, like D'Amico Ryan said. D'Amico Ryan's really inspired my – I was having a terrible time in Colorado Springs, and then D'Amico Ryan's just walked up there with a smile on his face and talked about energy vampires, and I was like, Yeah! I believe in you. I don't want to be an energy vampire. So um, that's my update on that. Freaking Alex Espinoza. Great guy. Love that guy. All right, let's move on. So uh, I actually got to watch the, the Sunday night game between the Chiefs and the Chargers because I went. I found like a sports bar with Nick Newman, friend of the show, and his girlfriend. She was really nice. We went out and watched the game. And if you watch that game, I think everyone – Niner fans especially are watching Travis Kelsey do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Over and over and over again. He's so good every week, and he's killing the Chargers. And Niner fans are like, man, remember when people used to say that Kittle was better than Kelsey? How come Kittle only gets like one catch a game now? What's going on? Um, I asked Kittle about that this week. Like, man, you know, I know you don't like to complain about this, but you only got one catch and the team isn't scoring points. What's the deal? And he says he talks to Jimmy about it, but this is not a Jimmy issue. This is a Kyle issue. I don't know if Kittle's ever going to say anything to him or if he hasn't. It didn't go anywhere. But didn't every Niner fan watching that game last night think, man, imagine George Kittle on the Chiefs. Or imagine if Andy Reid were the 49ers coach. What would his career look like or his numbers look like? I think it's pretty safe to assume that George Kittle would be putting up monster numbers if he had Andy Reid call plays for him. I think Andy Reid has a much better feel for how to get the ball to Travis Kelsey at all areas of the field, red zone, middle of the field, anywhere, 
than Kyle. I, I think Kyle lost interest scheming up plays for George Kittle. I have no idea why. He loves getting the ball to his wide receivers. He was a wide receiver. But Kittle, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll get you your two targets. So I'm curious to see if if Kyle um, forces the ball to Kittle this week. A couple of reasons. One, only one catch last week, and I brought it up in the in the in Colorado Springs, and Kittle said that you know he wants the ball, so it's a topic. And then also, Andy Reid using Travis Kelsey that way on national television kind of puts it in Kyle Shanahan's face, like, hey. I know you guys are going to be watching the other offensive genius tomorrow night, but just re- just remember how a real offensive genius uses a tight end. So now maybe Kyle Shanahan feels a little insecure, and he's like, oh, man, everyone's thinking Andy Reid's a genius for how he uses his tight end, and Niner fans are thinking, I forgot how to use mine, so now I'm going to prove him that I still know what I'm doing, and I'll give Kittle 11 targets this week and then seven for the rest of the season. I feel like a big George Kittle day- game is coming today, or it should be. I don't know. I don't know what Kyle's doing with his offense anymore. This is a game that the Niners should score 30-plus points, but will they? Hard to say. Um, but, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, just watching Travis Kelsey go off in that game. Wasn't everyone thinking the same thing? What happened to George Kittle? There used to be a legitimate argument that he was the best tight end in the league. He's younger than Travis Kelsey. He just And it seems like when he the ball goes his way, he catches it and makes a play. So what's the deal? It's not like Debo's having a better season than him, but Debo gets gets more targets. I'd be pissed if I were George Kittle, frankly. Debo complains all offseason, comes into season overweight, basically doesn't play well, and there's no consequences. Six, seven targets a game, no matter what Debo Samuel does. But Kittle gets phased out for no reason, no explanation. Mm. Strange. All right, let's uh, talk about this final score. I went on Ryan Hensley's show this morning. He does an 8 o'clock wake-up show on his channel. It's phenomenal. He asked, he put me on the spot and said what I thought the uh, final score would be, and I said it should be 31-17 Niners. But it's not – I'm not going to make that my final prediction because should and, and reality are two different things. And there's still – and let, until I see different, I still see a team – that's underperforming, and that hasn't figured it out on offense. I know a lot of people feel that Christian McCaffrey has taken this offense to another level. He's a good player, but I haven't seen this offense go to another level with the exception of that one game against the Rams who always flop against the Niners in the regular season. So they, sc- they should score 30 points. Will they? I don't know. I mean, there's reasons to say no. Uh, they um, didn't – well, they scored 17 last time they faced the Cardinals last year. They faced they they lost thirty one to seventeen to Colt McCoy with no DeAndre Hopkins last year, uh, but just more than that. I mean, forget the fact that the Niners haven't really found an identity on offense yet this season. They're still searching, but this whole trip to Colorado feels like a it may have caused more harm than good. The way the Niners were talking about it privately up there, like to, you know, around us. Anytime you'd meet anyone in the organization, it was kind of like, yeah, you know, <laughs> no one really saw this snow coming. I mean, really, what are the odds? Like two days of the year that we're coming, it snows. I mean, it's going to be hot. It's going to be warm again in a few days. Like they kind of just chalked it up to bad luck and sort of helped, hoped that the work they did would sort of be beneficial, even though it's 
incredibly inconvenient to have to practice in the snow. And so I'm wondering, like, will did that are they exhausted? They may be acclimated to the it, uh, elevation, but are they exhausted? And how prepared are they for this game? That's the thing. They stayed in Greenbrook. They stayed in West Virginia for the Falcons game. They didn't seem prepared. They didn't seem fresh. And they, they stayed out there because they had played in Charlotte the week before. And they didn't want to go back and forth. They felt, you know, two weeks of flying back and forth would be exhausting. Well, so that you, you, you drove to West Virginia and stayed over there and you came down to Atlanta and you looked exhausted. And what's worse is you looked exhausted the next week too against the Chiefs. Like, yeah, the Chiefs are better than the Niners, but are they that much better? The Niners put up no resistance. The defense was not on the field. It felt like that was a hangover game. It was the effects of them staying on the East Coast and doing an extended trip. I mean, you already have a lot of – you can see that as cutting down travel. But at the same time, like, it ruins your routine. So you might be fresh, you might not, but how prepared are you for the game? Professional athletes are all creatures of habit. They do the same routine all the time. They want to. That's what you're trying to do. The reason the Cardinals didn't go anywhere this week, they said, was to not disrupt their routine. The Niners did, and they talked about it. And they said, you know, it's tough to disrupt your routine. I mean, this, the entire schedule of what they do day to day was disrupted. First day, they had to practice in the snow. Next day, they had to practice it on turf for a game that's going to be outdoors on grass. So it, it doesn't feel – the Niners aren't giving off vibes that they're as prepared as they should be. Although they took the extra effort. you know, They, they made the extra trip. They seem more dedicated, more serious about the game than the Cardinals. But you wonder if all this – like if this is just busy work that the Niners did. Was this the right – was this the right thing to do? And I think the final irony, and it's a tragic irony, but it, like the nine, why didn't they just go to Mexico City early? Kyle was asked that question. He said, basically, you know, we know the facilities in Colorado Springs are good, and we knew people there. We don't know anyone in Mexico. We don't know anyone we trust. We don't know the facilities. So basically, he's like, oh, he's a little sketched out. He's like, I know Cabo. I talked to Alfredo Gutierrez. He didn't know anyone. So what am I? What are we gonna do? Okay. All right. All right. Um, but the irony is that when they were in Colorado Springs, there was a shooting in Colorado Springs. So if you're going, if you didn't go to Mexico City because of safety, well, there was a safety issue in Colorado Springs. I mean, to put it mildly. So I'm thinking next time the Niners want to prepare for a Mexico City game, you either stay home or you go to Mexico City. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is I think the Niners are going to once again play down to their opponents and mess around on offense and score a- around their season average which is like 22. So since they got a, they're a little bit more acclimated to the elevation, I'm going to give them 23. I'm going to say they're going to win 23 to 17. I don't have a question with the defense. The defense, I think, even though they had to go to Colorado, they might be exhausted in this elevation, I think the defense is going to show up like they normally do. Maybe Colt McCoy will have a couple of nice drives early on in the game like Justin Herbert did, but essentially after halftime, I don't think Arizona's going to be able to do too much. The question is the offense – are they ever going to find a rhythm and an identity? I don't know. If they will, I, I, if they do, I just don't anticipate it happening at the Air Force Academy. To me, that felt like a waste of time. You know, like when you, you plan something and you're doing it and you're like, man, I, <laughs> this is just not what I envisioned. We should have done an audible. That's what the Niners should have done. 
I don't think that's what they envisioned at all. 23-17 Niners. Dave Barclay says, what up, Grant? Been in Cali this last week. Missed some shows, but glad to see you this morning. Keep up the good work, bud. Stayed in Bodega Friday. Well, that's really nice. Bodega Bay, super nice. Isn't that the uh, where um, Alfred Hitchcock did one of his movies? Was it The Birds? Where like the birds just swoop down and attack you out of nowhere? That's kind of the scariest movie of all time if you really think about the possibility of that happening. And will we beat Colt McCoy? Yeah, you freaking better. You better. V says, players didn't seem on board with the Colorado trip. Just use normal face masks at practice. LOL. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I don't think they seem super on board with this trip. I don't think they seem super on board with the uh, West Virginia trip. I mean, these are it's a different team than the one in 2019. That 2019 team was young and hungry and eager to please the coach. This team is fat and satisfied and rich. And there's a lot of guys that probably didn't want to spend a few days at the Broadmoor in Colorado Springs when it's snowing. I mean, would you rather stay in a hotel room or sleep at home with your wife? Take the wife out of the equation. Some of these guys aren't married. Would you rather sleep in a hotel room or sleep in your freaking mansion that you have because you make $20 million a year? You know, if, I mean, guys like Elijah Mitchell, whatever, whatever, coach, I'm trying to get that contract. But guys who make more money than Kyle, they, they could be like, hey, what are we doing? Just saying. They, they're much more free to speak out and voice their opinion because they've been paid to do so. They're team leaders. Looking clean, brother, like the cut. Thank you. It's the... Mexico City haircut. I might have to. I took it. My, my wife likes it too. She said, "Take a picture and show your barber," which means I guess she didn't like my previous haircut. Fair. Fair. I feel like I don't. I don't know if my hairline's receding, but I'm all. I'm definitely hitting 35, and I shouldn't have anything that looks like a comb over at all. So, trying to just be honest with my hairline. <laughs> I think the loss to Atlanta was more about the injuries. Almost every start in the defense was injured. Possible. Possible. Uh, that's and if the Niners win big today, we could go back and and read history that way. It's also possible that trip to West Virginia was a bust and it backfired. And the thing that's troubling about that, if that's true, then it was a two-week backfire. That you could argue the Niners' last two losses were directly connected to, to that West Virginia trip. They were rolling. Then they go to West Virginia unnecessarily to be fresh and prepared and focused. Come in and lose by 14. 14 to Atlanta. I understand losing to Atlanta like, like on the last play. 14, they got dominated by Atlanta. Their defense looked legitimately bad those two weeks. 28 to Atlanta and then 40-something, 40 44. The defense looked awful. I know there were injuries, but still, this is a defense that plays at a high level no matter really who's on the field. And since they got over that Greenbrier hangover, the defense has been good again. So I'm curious. You know, what did I say? I don't question the defense. Well... If I'm right, if it's true that this trip to Colorado Springs is going to have a uh, is going to tire out the team, well, you're going to see it in the defense then, right? They're not going to have that same energy. They're not going to have the same speed. And eventually, those long drives, chasing screens left and right, will take a toll. I hope that doesn't happen. Well, actually, I don't care. I root for the Niners. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, beyond reasons, ENT says. It's astonishing that a pro football team doesn't have any contacts in another country. Why didn't he just call Goodell for his contacts? Typical. I feel like at this point, you can't really um, believe a word he's saying, man. It started off with him saying they lost uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. No, you traded him. Like, that's a dishonest answer. Uh, and then 
when we asked about Trent Williams tipping plays, he didn't answer the question and said he's good with Trent. And he said he didn't know. Then we asked the offensive line. He said he didn't know. Oh, I don't know about that. We asked the offensive line coach the next day, and he goes, oh, yeah, I've been talking to Trent about that for a long time. And here's why Trent does it. And here's why he shouldn't do it. So I, Kyle just says anything at this point. Don't, you can't give him the benefit of the doubt that he's not – that he's being 100% truthful at these press conferences. He's not under oath. He knows it. He'd just be saying things. Sean O'Leary says, rest easy, Grant. It's a widow's peak, not a receding hairline. Thank you. Sign of aging and maturity. I can say that because I'm about 10 years older and have the same. Yeah, I just saw some people like fighting about hairlines on Twitter today. And I was, I mean, this week, and I started uh, looking at my own really insecurely. So thank you for making me feel better. All right, next one. Let's talk about Mexico City. I've been showing you my travels in Mexico City. I've only been here for like two days and I gotta, I don't really get to explore very much today's anymore. Today's a work day. And then I got a 545 flight out of here in the morning. Um, I'm not sleeping tonight, but I want to give a quick impression of it. I was completely caught off guard as a gringo in California. Who's not from Southern California. just doesn't know. Everyone's like, Oh, be careful. Be careful when you go to Mexico, which you know, you should be careful when you go anywhere. Right. But uh, be careful. Uh, tuck your, tuck your, where, where, you know, it's like I never felt unsafe in Mexico. And it's like, I'm not saying it doesn't have spots like that. And I'm sure I wasn't in them. But to me, it just felt like any other city. You know, LA has spots. I was terrified walking home from SoFi. Oakland has spots. New York has spots. So it's, it seemed like it, it's a city that gets a bad rap because where I'm staying right here is freaking Beverly Hills, essentially. I, I get to look out at something that looks like Central Park. And uh, there's so many amazing neighborhoods that I haven't even gotten to explore yet. The, the food is phenomenal. Um, all these, all this history. When I first got in, I was thinking, this feels like LA. I've been to LA. Um, there's a lot of smog. There's a lot of uh, traffic. There's a big sprawl. There's not really, well, LA has the beaches, but it doesn't have like, you know, bays and rivers and, and uh, bridges like, like other places. And I'm thinking this feels like LA, but twice as packed. But now when I go around, I'm like, mm, no, it's more like New York. Because it's a walking city. I, I walked all over Mexico City yesterday, and it was like seductive, kind of like New York. Oh, I just want to walk one more, one more block. It, it's so much fun, and every time it's like over an, a, a visual overload. Just not just a visual overload, but like all all your senses. It's like no city I've ever been to, and I'm gonna come back. I've already talked to my wife about it. She was supposed to come down, but we got Thanksgiving this week, and we're doing it at, at my, our house for the first time, and she felt like she needed to prepare, which. I, I appreciate. I have to work, so I had to come. So we're, well, as soon as the Niners lose, we're coming back, and then I think we're going to keep going after this and go deeper into South America, maybe Medellin, something like that. I'm enchanted. The food's phenomenal, and uh, it's gorgeous. It seems as safe as any other big city that I've ever been to. I didn't drink the water. That's a downer that you can't drink the water, but. Really, I don't like tap water anywhere besides the Bay Area anyway. Bay Area has phenomenal tap water. You go to LA, it's like, Ew. And the other thing is the money thing. I didn't understand how cheap things were. I came to Mexico City when I was 20, not Mexico City, Mexico. I went to Sayulita, which was it's north of Puerto Vallarta for my brother's wedding in 2011. Back then, I thought pesos were 10 to 1. for like It was 10 to 1 exchange with a uh, dollar. So 10 pesos was a dollar. Now it's 20 to one. I, I just found that out yesterday night. 
So I was over here being like, oh, okay, you know, things have gotten a little expensive around here. Everything is extremely cheap. And so yesterday I brought out, I brought out like way too much money at the ATM thinking I need, I, I could actually spend that many pesos. And at the end of the day, I was like looking for things to buy. So I was like, oh, I'll get a haircut because haircuts are always outrageously expensive. In Oakland, I spend 50, 40 bucks plus a $10 tip on a, a haircut that the dude does in about 20 minutes. And it's nice. I mean, I like it. I'll go in, just, I, I see a random barber on the street and they don't really speak English. And I'm like, do you take walk-ins? And I don't speak Spanish, unfortunately. And they're, they totally understood what, what I was saying. And they were like, just wait, cinco minutos. Uh, they said it without, not like that though. Um, then they set me up. A, a young lady cut my hair. She must've been, I don't know, 30, my age. She didn't speak English. I told her I wanted a fade on the side, like a two faded and like half inch off the top. I guess she understood me. She went to town. She went to work. She was working on, I've never really gotten a fade or maybe not since, maybe not since college. It takes a little time to get that line. She was working. This haircut took easily 45 minutes. And then she wasn't done. She was like, motion me to the back and I got the, the shampoo treatment. Which was nice. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't want the shampoo treatment from my other barber. But this lady gave me the full shampoo treatment. And it wasn't just like washing my hair. It was like a massage. It was great. And then at the end, she said 140 pesos, which I thought was $14. I was like, oh, for all that work. So I gave her 200, which I thought was 20. Turns out I gave her $10 for like an hour of work. I felt so bad. That, that was worth 50 bucks. That was a $75 haircut. She got, she asked for $7. That was kind of sad, actually. $7 for all that? Other thing that's crazy about Mexico is the, the red light economy. You be driving around, hit a red light, boom, hell of people out. Hey, you want some of this? You want some, can I clean your windshield? And a lot, the Uber driver's like, yeah, clean my windshield. Yeah, I want that. Like, that is an important economy, red light economy. I think that was really, really cool. It's like, why waste it? People are chilling. There's half of people at this red light. They might want something. And frankly, a lot of them do. <laughs> I think that's so cool, man. Red light economy. That, like As a, as a uh, Californian, like, I don't know about you, but if someone just walks up to my car, I'm like, oh, my first reaction is to be scared in California. In Mexico City, no one is scared. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, man, that's Pedro. What's up? How you doing? Yeah, let me get two of those. Like that. I think that is so cool. Again, I never felt unsafe in Mexico City. And I'm not saying that you should just come down here and act a fool, because that's not what I did. But I think it has a stigma that doesn't deserve. Unwarranted. I'm coming back with my wife. A few months. All right, last thing I want to talk about. I want to talk about travel vlogging. I just got into it, apparently. Now I'm a travel vlogger. I'm rebranding. I'm retiring today as a beat writer. I'm, never gonna, I'm not even going to cover this game. I'm just going to travel the world and talk about it. I like doing this. And what's funny is it seems like right now my audience, which is a 49er fan audience, is basically saying, yeah, okay, you can talk about football. But what we really want to hear about is tacos. Like anything I said about football this weekend was going to be trumped by whatever I thought of CDMX, which I think is so cool. Thank you guys for caring what I think of a city because, frankly, I'm not that sophisticated. But thank you. And what I want to say is I really enjoy doing this. And I think I know why I enjoy doing it. I like talking about the Niners. I love talking about the Niners, but I criticize them a lot. And I come across as a negative person. I know people that don't know me, especially people that don't know me. Why are you so negative? How can your wife be married to someone who's so negative? It must be awful. Well, 
the funny thing about me is if you know me, I'm actually not negative at all. I'm really upbeat. I'm a Californian. This whole like New Yorker uh, um, critical side of me is something I picked up from my dad. And it's a way that we do journalism. And it's a lot of fun. But generally, I'm a very open-minded, upbeat person. And I can't really express it as a sports writer. It's, I mean, it's just not the, it's not how I interact with sport. I'm not a fan. I'm not there to root. I'm there to argue and keep it real. But when I'm in a city and I'm just going around, I'm not going around being like, oh, this sucks. Oh, this should have been better. It's like, no, I love it. I'm super into it. And uh, I get to show that side of my personality, the agreeable side, the impressionable side, the, uh, you know, the childlike side. So I really enjoy doing it. And I'm, glad, I'm really glad you guys like watching it because I'm going to continue to do it. I feel like I've built up this YouTube channel and it's kind of not hit a plateau, but how much more can you really talk about the Niners 365 days of the year? Now there's like something else Well, on the roads when no one wants to talk about the upcoming game anymore because you've been doing it for six days and it's Saturday. Oh, let's talk about the city we're in. So I could go deep inside lots of cities. I went so deep inside Mexico City. I feel like I could enter even deeper depths of other places. Mm. All right, let me go back to the chat and get the uh, comments that I missed. Hopefully I didn't miss any. If I did, let me know. Because I'm doing this on my phone and it's not quite as good. I hope you weren't saying... (laughs) No. No! But I did say gracias like a hundred times. And I don't think... Um, Mexicans are that impressed. They're like, yeah, okay, it's the one word you know. Yeah. I try. <laughs> Sorry. Gracias. Don't you? Gringo. <laughs> Fair. Uh, Karan says, I find this more interesting. Shows your real side. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the sports journalist me that's always looking for things to criticize the Niners on, it's not my real personality. I mean, it's not that far off, but, you know, it's it's – it's a it's a turned up version of who I am. I think that what I'm doing in the travel vlog that's really my sense of humor. I've been making funny faces like that since I was 14. That's I don't know. I like to make people laugh. Uh, my, I try to be serious, and people kind of realize later on that I'm joking. That's what I'm going for most of the time. I'm not too slapstick. I'm not that fun. I'm okay. Damon says I got to go to Mexico City. I'm done with Cabo. Yeah, man. I mean, what's cool about this place is it's like, a, it's not a resort town. It's not, it's a huge, it's a legitimate world-class city. Legitimate world-class city, as big as New York. And it feels like New York in a lot of ways. It definitely, well, I don't know about the public transportation. Chris says, thanks to you, I went and got Mexican food on Sunday night. Those two big tacos. What did you dip it in, uh, in that styrofoam cup? Go Niners. Okay. So I don't know exactly what kind of consomme it is, but it was a consomme. And what's really popular right now in, I want to say, Mexico or Mexican cuisine is this thing called birria. Birria. I don't know if it's birria or birias, if it's plural, but they have them all over East Oakland, Fruitvale. Uh, in the talk, any, any place that's popping has birria. And what it is, essentially, I want to say, like, I'm going to mess this up. Uh, it's like a taco or a quesadilla that you just dip in some consomme. But it's got to be, I think, I think it's got to be steak or even goat. This was michiote, which was a, a certain type of pork dipped in consomme. Freaking really good. 
But what you're starting to see is the nice, the nice spots. Like, hey, we got a little consummate. You can die. It just gilding the lily, if it were, as it were. It's really nice. I highly recommend it. If you're in the Bay, you can get birria anywhere, and you should. Your video views this weekend were up big, bro. Yeah, I, I apparently found my calling as a travel vlogger. Let me see. Uh, the Niners are 100% exhausted seven hours traveling and training in the cold where your body works extra hard to keep warm. They could have rested for seven hours. Yeah. I think it's going to be really interesting. The Niners worked like as hard as you – like too hard almost. They worked too hard. The Cardinals did nothing. Which one's going to work? To me, I don't think the Niners had to work so hard to beat the Cardinals. I think the Niners already had the advantage. Did they even it out by doing this? I don't know. Let me let me see if I I think there's more. This is working out pretty well on my phone so far. RMJ Motoring says we hoping to see you at the Niner gathering uh, at Pinoch Gringo, uh, Gringo Barbecue. We were at the museum on Saturday. Sorry about that. I was doing I, I had to do a travel vlog, man. I had to do I had to go around the entire city by myself, and I wanted to go to Pinoch or whatever how you, Pinch Pinch Gringo Barbecue, but my phone was about to die. And that was the one thing people were like, do not let your phone die when you're out and about in the city. So I had to go home and I had to charge it. But yeah, in the future, I'll try to meet up with some fans. But during the day now, I, I got, I have to like experience each city by myself. Now I have a, a whole new job. I'm a travel vlogger now. Niners only have two road games left. Seattle and Las Vegas. Can't wait for the next travel vlogs. Ooh, those will be fun. I haven't spent that much time in Vegas. That'll be fun. See, it doesn't matter. I don't have to be experienced. This is my first time in Mexico City. You got to experience me learning it for the first time. It was fun. Seattle, I've been to a lot of times. I got some places I like to go in Seattle. So that'll be fun. And then the playoffs. We're expecting playoffs, right? So you, there could be Dallas, which is, oh, I'll try to try to find something nice to say about that place. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding if you're from Dallas. I, I actually don't know Dallas. The, the stadium is in Arlington. So I stayed in Arlington, which is like Santa Clara. It's like, it's not a world-class city. Um, could be Philly. That'd be fun. It's Biria. To pronounce it, you roll the R. Biria. Biria. There you go. See, I'm learning. It's really good. Granthony Bourdain. Ooh, I like that. Coming to your city, I'd watch. Granthony Bourdain. That's hilarious. I like that. Man. Um... Ominous24 said, you said you could buy a gas pill at the swap meet. You should have bought one for Kyle and tell him uh, never come off of it. I wanted to, like, there were these uh, blankets full of car parts, and I didn't film those because I felt like, I don't know where these car parts came from, man. And the people selling them, I don't know if they take too kindly to me filming it because I might look like a cop at that point, like Policia, a federale. So I didn't do that. But I swear, man, if you go to these flea markets in Mexico, there are these they have everything. Do they have? Yes, they have that. Do they? Yes. So they have car parts. And it's like brakes, gas pedals, clutches, um, hubcaps, uh, decals that you would put in the front of your, any Ford, Honda, like who would buy that? The tiny little H for a Honda, you could get one. You could get different sizes. Everything. I was like, how do you take the, the gas pedal off and just, how? I don't know. But they have that there. I thought that was pretty cool, actually. I was kind of filming discreetly, though. I don't know if you... I probably shouldn't have been doing that. I feel like I was a cop doing that, kind of. So I tried not to get any of the 
the stuff that I felt might have been, you know, real black market. Grant, I'm a nervous flyer. Any words of encouragement? Nervous flyer? Yeah, I mean, look up the stats. It's way safer than driving. I'll tell you that. Um, I can't really tell you. I'm not a therapist. There's professional people that could help you with fear of flying. Though I can't. I can't do that. I'm sorry. I would mess that up. You know. Pinch is pronounced pinche. Pinche. Sorry. I'm a. I'm such a gringo. I'm the worst. Pinche. I would have fit right in there, Pinche Gringo. All right. Well, that's the end of the show. That's all the topics I got. Um, someone call me Pendejo. Thank you. Uh, sorry I couldn't stream from outside, but I needed, you, you, you need really good internet to stream. What's fun about travel vlogging is you just take the videos and post them, and you can be all over the world. So I'm going to be doing more of that. I think so. Unfortunately, the next one's Seattle. That'll be fun. Vegas will be fun. But I don't know about how much I can really show you in that one. It's probably going to be <laughs> just lots of censored out parts. I'm just kidding. I'm not that cool. I'm not that guy. All right, everyone. This is the end of the show. Thank you for watching. I'll be back tonight uh, from the stadium. Oh, G-Code. What did I say? Commanders are 5-1 and one in six games. Are they a, uh, a treat who has beat – are they a team who has beat playoff teams, not the Rams? Commanders versus Niners soon. It's true. I think that there's like a four-game stretch where the Niners play potential tough teams. Was it Miami, Tampa, Seattle, and them? That'll be interesting. That will be. All right, guys. Go have a good day. Enjoy this game tonight. I'll be back tonight. See ya.